0: There are two core fears, losing what you have and not getting what you want. According to Jeff Foster, there is one solution. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought
1: to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A
0: dot com. Today, we're sharing an excerpt from the audiobook falling in love with where you are written by jeff foster jeff helps us discover a deep yes to our lives no matter what we're going through he helps us to see crisis as an opportunity to heal pain as an intelligent messenger and your imperfections as perfectly placed in this excerpt jeff foster speaks about our universal fear and anxieties revealing that tragedy is inevitable and so is grace We hope you'll find comfort and inspiration in this meditation on love, loss, and your own intrinsic worth.
1: Sacred Disillusionment There are two core fears, losing what you have and not getting what you want. There is one solution, falling in love with where you are we eventually realize that our partners, jobs, religions, possessions, trophies, bank balances, the fancy certificates on our walls, even our perfect bodies won't make us happy. Not permanently or completely happy, anyway. Not the kind of ever-present happiness we truly seek and know is possible. This realization is disillusionment, the breaking up of illusions, the falling away of childhood dreams and it often manifests as depression, anxiety, existential nausea, despair, midlife crises, and addictions. But disillusionment can be a wonderful thing, for contained within its sacred core is an invitation to go beyond all those worldly comforts and pleasures that never really delivered what they promised, and rediscover that which never changes. Our true nature, our true contentment, prior to the ever-changing external content of our lives, prior to the body-mind. When you realize that nothing, no external thing, no person, no object, no substance, no circumstance, no revelation, no single experience, ever has the power to make you permanently happy, you discover a deeper invitation to realize that nothing, the no thing that you are, is the source of true happiness and that every experience holds the key. Nothing can make you happy, therefore happiness lies within, and that is a reason for great joy. Life is an altar. You will lose everything, your money, your power, your fame, your success, perhaps even your memories. Your looks will diminish, loved ones will die, your body will fall apart. Everything that seems permanent is, in truth, impermanent and will be smashed. Experience will gradually, or not so gradually, strip away everything that it can strip away. Waking up means facing this reality with open eyes. But right now, in this very moment, you stand on sacred and holy ground, for that which will be lost has not yet been lost, and realizing this simple thing is the key to unspeakable joy. Whoever or whatever is in your life right now has not yet been taken away from you. Everything is present. The universal law of impermanence has already rendered everything and everyone around you so deeply holy and significant and worthy of your heartbreaking gratitude. Loss has already transfigured your life into an altar. The heart. OF ANXIETY I was speaking to a young man who was dealing with severe anxiety. None of the cures for anxiety he had been offered had worked for him. I invited him to stop trying to fix his anxiety just for a moment. I invited him to stop imagining a future free from anxiety or filled with anxiety and to meet what was actually here, right now, in this present scene. I invited him to drop the label anxiety, to let go of that word he had learned, to come out of his story of past and future, and look at his present experience with fresh eyes and without history. What thoughts and sensations were appearing presently? Lots of thoughts buzzing around, he said. Lots of mental activity. What did he feel in his body? I invited him to contact the body directly intense and fluttery sensations in the stomach and chest. I asked him if, just for a moment, he could allow all that activity, thoughts and sensations, to be there, something he had never tried before, because he had been too busy fighting his anxiety. A fight which, of course, had actually increased his anxiety. He had been making anxiety his enemy, rejecting it, trying to delete it, without getting to know it intimately first. Instead of fighting the sensations in the stomach, he could drop all labels, all judgments, all descriptions, and recognize himself as the vast open space in which these sensations were allowed to come and go. Could he be friendly to these sensations, just for a moment? Could kindness be the way? He started to feel some space around what he had previously been calling anxiety. He was aware of the anxiety, he was conscious of it, so it couldn't truly define who he was. He was no longer trapped in the feelings, he was bigger than the feelings. He could hold his anxiety, surround it, embrace it, and the thoughts and judgments too, he was bigger than those. He was not trapped inside them, he was the space for them. They didn't define him. He had been able to turn towards his anxiety and had used it as a wake-up call to help him remember his true vastness. He had discovered that, in truth, there was no anxious person. The anxiety could not define or limit the vastness of who he was. There were simply thoughts and sensations that had been labeled as anxiety and then rejected. He was not a victim of anxiety. He was now its loving parent, able to hold it as it was born, expressed itself and died. His anxiety didn't need to be cured. It needed to be met, touched, held, in the present moment. It didn't need to be deleted. It needed to be understood. It didn't want to destroy him. It wanted to wake him up. It wasn't a mistake that he had felt anxious. Healing in the midst of anxiety. The last place you'd ever think to look. SPLISH-SPLASH The rain does not fall all at once. It hits the ground, not as some entity called rain, but drop by drop, moment by precious moment, impersonal and free. Rain is only a metaphor. Splish-Splash Thought remembers the last drop and anticipates the next drop. This is how suffering is created. Remembering the last drop and the many drops before that adds the heaviness of my painful and burdensome past to the present drop. Remembering yesterday's absence of rain, yesterday's dryness, even yesterday's blissful sunshine adds the pain of longing and regret to the present drop. Dreaming of the next drop in the many drops to come, projecting a future downpour, adds the anxiety of my painful and heavy future to the present drop. But in actuality, Without history and without dreams of the future, there is only the present drop, this fresh new drop. And whether the present pain drop is huge and intense or soft and gentle, it is always happening now, and we are always spared from the ravages of time. The rain does not fall all at once. Splish, splash. Ascension. Awakening, enlightenment, Higher and higher levels of consciousness, seeking the light, becoming the light, being the light, going beyond the light, receiving transmission, giving transmission, sitting at the feet of the guru. Excitement, the guru must know, burning incense, reading spiritual books, chanting, meditating, doing yoga, liberating the inner child, getting there, getting there, discovering the true self, transcending the ego, going beyond mind, Ascending, descending, ascending again, opening chakras, attaining unimaginable powers, miracles, inexplicable feats, mysterious happenings, insight upon insight, being human, non-human, transhuman, metahuman, going beyond duality, going beyond, going beyond duality, going beyond, going beyond, going beyond, who goes beyond? Seeing the non-existence of the I, the source of self, Who sees? Who asks? Stop, friend. Breathe. Your elderly father's hand brushes against yours as you walk together through the park. Never to be repeated. A moment. Contact. An insurrection. Be here, it whispers. You get this only once. Be
0: here. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, Falling in Love with Where You Are. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook
1: publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.